Pops in a Pod episode 2. Welcome back Nadir. You too Peter Pop. Welcome back to all our listeners. Yes, this is a beautiful cafe that we are sitting in right now. It's called The Cuckoo Club and it's just amazing. It's homely, it's nice. You know, we talked a lot in the first episode and uh, for those of you who kind of tuned in and wondering who we are, so I'm Peter Pop and I'm Nadir Pop. and this is uh pops in a pod it's a parenting podcast from a dad's perspective yeah and we're just two dads two regular average joes if you may uh trying to make a difference and just trying to share our experiences being dads exactly and uh, mums are welcome to listen to because i'm sure they'll have a lot to hear and maybe judge i guess i'm i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure i'm pretty sure everyone who's heard episode 1 and is like judging me like Why didn't he know about that course? Exactly. And that chicken roll guy, what a douche man. What was he doing <laughs> with a chicken roll while his wife is screaming about to deliver a child in the next couple of hours, you know. So, but, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 us, I suppose. Yeah. And for those of you who are just w- scratching your head wondering what we two are ranting or talking about, just take a pause and maybe check out episode 1 where we talk about probably the biggest days in our life, man. that's true um the delivery of our kids and um, you know the the kind of experiences that we went through the one with your course and my chicken roll story and many other things and the th- i think the key takeaway is what you must be mindful of um uh, during the delivery phase and uh, that kind of takes us uh, to ep 2 peter say about 10 years back if we were to do a podcast what kind of podcast would you do you think you'd be doing well some of you who know me personally this comes as no surprise but for those of you who don't uh, and are looking at my picture and wondering what kind of music i listen to well i used to host a metal podcast in the early days of podcasting so yeah it's quite a strange thing in the last 10 years going from heavy metal and music to now parenting so um for all the guys who probably are listening to us right now and who can't picture peter right now so he's this guy who if you look at would you probably think oh he's a jazz guy but no he's a metalhead he's a metalhead out and out and he still produces and is a co-host for uh, one very interesting podcast uh, called horns up peter what if your son grows up and like loves bollywood music would that tear you apart not so much i mean my kid suddenly right now knows all the latest bollywood numbers cuz he's doing dances at his play school but uh, i'm sure he, you know when he's in his teenage angsty he'll find a sound <laughs> and then probably go through my cd or mp3 collection then and be like dad you used to listen to iron maiden <laughs> i can totally imagine peter you must be like remixing all those bollywood <laughs> songs in your head for liam you know those power riffs and those <laughs> distortion distortion yeah. uh, uh, muted uh, chords whatever you guys are like you know going nuts about right now but yeah i can i can totally imagine peter doing yeah. that but um your story how you went from a metal head to being a dad i'm still a metal head at heart just don't look the same uh but yeah you know while i was doing that heavy metal podcast show back then i still remember i was sharing the stories of my then girlfriend with someone who i consider a mentor to me she said something very interesting to me and then it was an advice that i followed all the way till 5 years ago which was so when you're looking for a right partner the first thing you need to consider she told me was consider what it would be like to have children with her and 
you know, it was such an introspective thing, but also reflecting on. And back then, I knew that girl was not right for me. That's such an interesting thing that you said. That considering where we are right now, and you know, during those days, for a couple to talk like that, right? I think that's a great sign of maturity. Are you are you trying to say that probably at that time you weren't really ready for a commitment like that in terms of you know having kids and long term life, all of that? No, I mean, personally, I think I was ready. I had always pictured myself. I love kids. I mean, growing up, I loved playing around with my younger cousins and stuff like that. But as I grew older, I realized, wow, you know, having children would be something I want. But it's always been that thing for me personally, finding the right person. So when this lady who was my mentor was telling me about this, it quickly clicked in my head what I need to be looking for in a partner and the way I need to be looking at it. Of course, you know, seven years ago, that all changed for me, because the moment I met my wife, Karen, and when we started dating, it all kind of clicked in there for me, and I actually ended up messaging my mentor saying that, you know what, I think she's the one, and I found her. So it's strange how some advice that you hear, like, m- few years ago, just comes in handy, and it's always there at the right time. Um, yeah man and you know it with my wife and me it was instant call it cliche call it coincidence whatever you may want to call it a lot of things aligned for us whether it was the way we were brought up our family backgrounds the kind of values basic values that we had middle class values i mean we didn't come from very you know opulent families and stuff like that so it all just kind of clicked in and after years of dating and getting in and out of bad relationships this for me was like whoa a bit surreal at some stages where i was like na na this is not real or oh, it may work out but at some point it was just like looking at me in the face and i was like wow why am i not like kind of going out with this girl why is she not my girlfriend as yet because you know as a person even though i'm quite extrovert and outgoing looking at my dating history i was very resilient to kind of going out with her because i had that fear that what if we we're having such a great friendship what if by dating we ruin it all have you had a similar experience another so i mean i i i really uh, understand where you're coming from because i think it all boils down to compatibility right and it's at that moment you are at, a, at the cusp where either you sort of take the plunge and leave it to fate and assume that okay things will work out or things won't work out i think that's where your level of maturity really has to hit and you need to know internally that it's okay even if it doesn't work out but you have to try and i think that's something that um i did um you know so i i very similar background peter my parents were always uh, i think pressurizing me to get married since the age of 5 you i know, suppose you know something <laughs> about that when you hit a certain age it's like the next day or like the birthday after that age it's like so are you dating someone aren't you dating someone all your friends are dating someone that something hits in so your parents head right s- um i don't think my my parents uh, my my parents leaned more towards being slightly more um conventional i suppose um dating i don't think was anywhere in their periphery it was um marriage or 
work right so like when go they, all in, yeah. yeah so when they say oh my work is going great good 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 i think he can sustain himself and the woman who probably enters this house bam marriage right so there, there's there's nothing in between for for me obviously they they knew even i i uh, you know i was dating and things but for them the ultimate goal was marriage so the pressure was kind of on and i tried to resist it as much as i can see again um i think all the parties involved the in-laws the parents the siblings the wife and you know eventually the man they have to be compatible at some level right initially it's so important and that's exactly what i guess i was looking um for in my future wife as well now um i i am an introvert right um not not very outgoing i prefer sitting at home watching shows reading books stuff like that so yeah that kind of makes me a very anti social network guy as well irony irony considering i work for digital agency besides the point at that point i hated social media and um the, the i i actually ended up stalking this girl who uh, i saw through a common friend and stuff uh and i saw and i was like oh my god she's so beautiful i want to know who she is and you know she's just great and uh how, how do i reach out to her I've, i've never kind of done that and then i just made up this elaborate story how i was trying to you know send a friend request to my cousin who also happened to be named sabiha and you are also a sabiha and god it just sounded like such a terrible excuse she obviously saw through it but then she added me and then we started speaking and we exchanged numbers we s- we met up and this entire process went on for about 6 months and i think there was a point where she was like okay if this guy is not going to ask me out finished i'm i'm just going to dump him i'm pretty sure at some points our wives have traded this story but coincidentally that's exactly what happened with me i think it was about 4 months into just being friends or hanging out on a daily basis now where my wife started asking people like am i not dropping enough hints why isn't this guy asking me exactly out? exactly i think that's that's what and and my very immature and uh, logical driven reasons were why didn't you do it you should have asked me out right and then we just got into this entire banter of oh girls aren't supposed to ask boys out it's a boy's job to do that so then it get into a very pseudo sexist kind of a conversation which honestly i i really didn't want to uh, you know kind of get into but eventually after 6 months uh, i asked her out and um, we dated for for a year then we were engaged for another year and then yeah we are a happily married couple now and we have a kid all thanks to social media and a uh, good old uh, stalking <laughs> but the th- the point of the story is uh, peter that the reason why i kind of i know i know it sounds very cut and dry and very logical and planning and all of that but for me it was so important to understand that we need to be compatible in those 6 months i tried to understand the kind of person that she is right i i tried to understand who she is as a professional who she is in her personal life um even things like you know where she lived and you know what's her background I know it's it's very cringing right now to hear that and people probably wonder oh it's all about love you forget everything else but for me I don't think like that for me compatibility is so important whether it's mental physical emotional everything kind of needs to sort of be there for you to make the right decision because I'd like to believe I I I want to stay married like once right I mean that that that's that's what probably you're thinking and for me it was great because then every day every month every week that passed you just keep getting closer to 
intuitions like oh that's great i don't care if she likes you know bollywood music or whatever it is that's that's not the reason why i like her or don't like her or whatever it is right it's just how you connect on you know similar wavelengths and how you how you think in a in a way similar in in a similar pattern and i think that's what really attracted me uh, uh, you know to towards my future wife and that's how we were and i think yes kids were also discussed at some point in time i'm sure it's an awkward conversation about kids but you know when you're mature adults having a long term relationship kids are obviously in the future so what is it like and if if you can share how many kids did you want to have initially kids with an s oh boy uh, so let me let me break this into two parts okay so the conversation that i had before i actually started dating i could you not yes we had a conversation about children uh, which intensified during the dating period but um there are times when you know that certain hints work for you when you are just conversing with quote unquote friend potential girlfriend hopefully future wife right if i could if i could kind of come up with that term but uh, there uh, we we realize that yes okay um she wants to be a mother at some point in her life i want to be a father i definitely want to be a father because the people around me my cousins my friends peers they were all becoming very young parents right and i saw the advantages of being a young parent uh, i'm talking about when i was about 27 years old so i had already crossed that that threshold of being a young parent and i i i genuinely enjoyed uh you know uh, being in uh, a kids company uh, i i just i just did um i think maybe out of 10 eight kids would like me and there were two that probably didn't so i realized that i'm pretty good with kids and i think that was at some point always um maybe a contentious thing with a with, with a partner that i was finding that both of us need to like kids because um i i've i've been in a lot of people's company who just outright say i hate kids oh, yeah, i that, can't deal with that's a big kid. deal breaker why? yeah i mean i don't know you know uh, that that's what even i thought peter that maybe um i used to think like that that uh how selfish you are come on how can you not have kids you have to kind of have kids at some point but now i guess over the years the kind of things that we've seen probably when i think uh, retrospectively maybe it's it's their own thing oh yeah and th- that's what happens i think compa- i'm great you're talking about compatibility because it's it's when you look into a relationship and especially a long term relationship you're in over a period of time while you may share certain interests right. there are certain values and things you cannot compromise on yes and i think this becomes sometimes no true so i think that is why that is exactly why sabia and i were on the same page when it came to kids so uh, from an overall perspective uh, yes we were compatible we were great we were uh, in 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 all uh, departments i think things are not to be great but uh, eventually i think it sort of came down to the kids like that do you see us having children and uh, i think it was a both from uh, it was a yes from both our sides and it was like great okay i think this this is lovely everything's falling into place so from a planning perspective i i, I understand that this, pro- this probably sounds another you know another one of those excel sheet moments but uh, emotionally you everything it just has to fit in you know everything has to kind of fit in and and sort of uh, work out and that's what what's the, what's the number you're looking at i was uh, well sabia thought i want four kids because you know she she's a part um, uh, i mean her her family there are three of them so that's uh, two older brothers and sabia so i think eventually she also wanted a lot of kids i wasn't too sure i wasn't too, too kicked about it uh, we were i i was kind of bordering one to two two was good i suppose two was good but yeah things uh rapidly changed our thinking changed when um we had the first one yeah dude i wanted uh, 
three kids because we're three. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you know after that the arrival of the first one, <laughs> you you kind of rethink your decision. Your perspective completely changes, doesn't it? It just completely changes. So Peter, when I mean we've established the fact that we found a partners, both of us wanted kids. When was the right time for you to have kids? So early in my days of dating with Karen, we constantly talked about our ambitions, our plans for the future. This was always in our thing. And for me, I always wanted to do an MBA. It was very prime on my list. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So there was always a decision, do I do it before we get married, after we get married? Things worked out the way it did. I ended up doing my MBA post-marriage. And then came the tough time. Is that, okay, you're done with your master's. Do we look at becoming parents soon after that? Uh, when is the right time really? And, you know, for those of you who've like done their master's in their prime, you're wondering like, okay, stability, financially, the job market was crazy That's back true. then. You remember yeah, it, yeah, I'm absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, if I'm, I may correct myself, in the last 10 years, when has the job market been stable, man? No, it's always it's always had its uh, up, ups and downs. But I'm sure that really figured high up in your priority list before starting a family. Yeah. And then, you know, we just kind of took a decision that, okay, post me doing the MBA six months or so, we'd be looking at, uh, because both of us were fairly well placed at work and stuff like that so we're like okay th- I think this is the right time we can try so you wanted to finish off your MBA and then l- yeah. look at being a parent yeah because okay. one thing also I realized when I was doing my MBA is there was a guy studying with me who had just become a parent and I have no idea how he managed being married having a kid and doing an MBA all at the same time that's true that's true <laughs> but I, I think we, we should definitely consider ourselves lucky cons- um you know, the fact that we live in our parents' house, we don't have to pay rent, we don't have many uh, much overheads, things kind of uh, just sort of fits right in. I mean, to I think I would, I would go on a limb and say that we're pretty privileged that way, but there are so many other um, nuclear families out there who probably had to move cities and then settle down and then think of being parents and then both of them holding jobs and I'm glad you're saying that because at that time I did my MBA in Dubai. Oh. So there was a whole complicated situation of post-MBA in Dubai. Do I continue living there? Right. Karen moves her job right. to a new market. So, right. you know, there was that whole phase. And, you know, when you add the thing that, okay, you're going to try to be parents. Trust me, at some point, there were very hard conversations around that, which, you know, really surprises me how we made it through. So for you, the right time was completing your studies, getting a job, settling down as a married couple, and then the next phase uh, of being that, a parent. That was the, the, the most logical thing for me at that point. Okay, so that's 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 pretty cool. You you had it all figured out in your head and you knew oh, that. Oh, so I thought at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Enough about I- MBA and stuff, man. It seems like really eons ago for me, even though it's been like three years. How things with you and Sabia? How did you all kind of figure what would be the right time for you? So, after a very planned decision to do everything in my life, uh, the child obviously was uh, going to be planned, no surprises over there. 
um so in uh, we were like okay you know once we are married we'll uh, you know the first uh, after the first year we'll definitely uh, start trying and again as i said that i was hanging out with a bunch of people who were very young parents uh, who you know friends peers cousins all of that so i also kind of wanted to be there and when i think eventually when i did get married i was about thir- 29 29 30 roughly so in my head that threshold had gone and sabia was uh, around 25 i guess so she was kind of still there in that zone so for me being a young parent was very important that's why having a child was definitely like way up there in the priority list um you know so But i must add this because i had a very similar thing because my parents were a little older or past the threshold from whatever it was i think they my dad was about 33 when i was born wow so i i never looked at it as you know wow it was let's become parents like fast as become parents yeah, yeah but okay. in the back of your head subconsciously you know that you know you've seen your parents do stuff so you don't want to kind of replicate the same things that they do and of course my parents got married also in their 30s i mean when they were 30 which was considered late yeah, back then yeah, yeah. i mean look how things have changed correct correct uh, so so that means that way on your head um yes and no um because when my parents had me and i'm 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 the first child in the f- in, in our little family my parents were 23 24 years old and uh, i think i was a honeymoon baby <laughs> so wow. yeah like straight up uh but in my case i obviously wanted to sort of you know explore my marriage first and then as i said peter i'm going to keep kind of repeating this is going to become like a chain for me plan 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 after a point it's just going to sound very boring thank <laughs> i'm so glad that i'm not the planned one otherwise i'd be planning peter peter plan something <laughs> like that it would be but yeah i'm glad uh so um so yeah so for us as i said it was very clear you know explore your marriage one year after that start thinking about kids uh and then when we uh, did uh, eventually decide to have that child uh things were kind of uh, in a flux because i had just quit my job and i was also looking for a job and um my child was kind of on the way but uh, i think emotionally and mentally i was in a good good space you know that okay the kids happening and we decided that okay this is this is good for us and everything's going to be all all sorted but uh, yeah it doesn't work out like that no matter how but, much you but plan. i'm i'm glad you kind of brought that up because you know there's this whole thing on society has on you know gender roles and the responsibilities and stuff like that i remember you know at some point asking my dad i was like straight up were you scared or were you worried you know when mom told you that she was pregnant with me and my dad just like matter of fact looked at me and said scared of what and i was like wow that's the thing and for me that was a reinforcement instead of like taking it the other way my thing was look how my dad brought me up i mean he wasn't one of those people who did a lot of research or things like that right. but he did a great job true and i'm true. every day grateful for everything that he did for me yeah yeah both him and my mom but you know even looking at how roles were back then and stuff yeah man no no i agree um I- even in terms of the way i was brought up and the way i think my parents also um sort of put in everything uh towards their kids 
uh, that obviously fe- you can feed off that, right? But we live in a very different era. We live in a very different age. Um, we have to be so mindful of things around you because the external forces are things that you just cannot control. You can only control the things that are said between you and your wife. And you, you just don't know what will happen. So in your head, things are going great. Okay, let's have a kid now. Um, my, my job is going to be so such and such, so and so. This is how we plan to kind of raise our child, blah, blah, blah. In your head, everything's great, right? But then reality hits you and things do change and they don't go according to plan. Things change quite. I mean, we're, we're talking about stuff which is like quite easy. But, you know, there's stuff like medical. Finance. Emotional. Physical. Social. And logistical. And that's just the start of it. We have a lot to talk about that stage of our life. I think we should take a break from this. Let's discuss more of this on the next episode. I agree. Um, I think, you know, the stuff that we spoke of, the whole medical stuff, physical things, the logistical, social things, that that deserves its own episode. And um, I'm, I'm really glad that we spoke about the compatibility aspect and uh, when is the right time to have the right, uh, I mean, when is the right time to have uh, a child and the journey of that. But as I said earlier, and I think uh, you also agree that things don't go as per planned so that's a wrap for episode two if you've listened to us all the way till the end why don't you send us some feedback it's pops in a pod at gmail.com or you can just follow us on instagram and facebook by searching pops in a pod and you can write any comment and like our stuff as well so we'll catch you in the next episode planning to be a parent part two That's great. And this is me, Nadir Pop, signing off. And Peter Pop. See you guys.